Hi, you're tuning in to New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lap is Persecution and Joy from Acts chapter 8 verses 1 to 8. Lord, you are the holy God. Your holiness is eternal. Because you are holy, you ask us, you call us, you invite us to be holy. Lord, it's like the heat wave that the solar system receives from the sun and the earth receiving the sunbeam and sunlight. Your holiness that can both bring life and destroy sin, destroy the rubbish, the garbage in our life. And purify us as everything, everything that needs to be purified, need to be burned, need to be fired up, need to receive the heat. Lord, may that all of us magnify your holiness, not by climbing the ladder, but by drawing to the center. As all the planets need to orbit around the sun, not the sun around the, the planet. As each of us, our life need to put you right in the center. So that your holiness, the heat wave of your holiness that can bring transformation into our life as we continue to cry out, holy, holy, holy. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust the holy God besides the loving God because your holiness that would defy all other attributes so that we can 100% trust you and follow you. Thank you, Lord, for your holiness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, everyone. Please take a seat. I would like to pray for the Sunday school and the Ignite team and the teachers and the coaches as we send them out to the ground floor. Those of you who are above 16, and if you would like to stay for the main service, you are also welcome. But if you'd like to join the Ignite team, that's fine also. Yeah? All right. Thank you, Lord, for this life, this young life, Lord, as you have been using, Lord, um, the parents, the coaches, the teachers, that they... They will teach what they know from the Word, but I pray that there will be impartation of the Holy Spirit as they learn your Word, as they mingle one another, they learn how, Lord, to, 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 to function in the family as they grow up, whether they're in school, uh, 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 senior high school, whether they grow to university later, Lord, may that all these foundations, Lord, will lay a good, a good uh, a rock, rock of their, their, their salvation that's in you, that when they grow up, Lord, they will not... Forget about you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Good morning, church. How's everyone doing? All right. This is the um, third week, right? Second week of October already. Okay. And uh, time is uh, running fast. And so we are in, still in uh, the book of Acts and the proverb. We alternate between the two. And... Uh, We'll finish by um, um, the end of the year, um, Book of Acts, and we continue the rest uh, probably next year. So my plan, 
uh, just in case you didn't know, uh, in the next two years, we will complete the book of Proverbs and the book of Acts. So it will take three years, you know, it will take time to learn, to digest, to, um, to enjoy the Word of God. And this morning, uh, we're going to look at the first portion of um, the book of Acts, chapter 8. If you have the Bible with you, please turn to uh, Proverbs, chapter 8. Uh, sorry, Acts of chapter 8. Act, the book of Acts, chapter 8. Uh, we have, uh, we're going to cover uh, the first eight verses. Uh, you can use any Bible translation in your holy digital tablet. It's up to you. Or you can look at the screen. Or you can look at the printed Bible. You know, uh, it's all work. And also, it's good that, you know, as I share God's word, I encourage you to check uh, just in case I miss something, you know. Because that's the way we learn, right? So we always check. So that's a good habit for you. Even God called you to different country. So you need to always, like the Berean, always check and learn God's words and compare and digest and think through and reflect. Amen? Okay. And Saul approved his execution. This is uh, where we ended last week with uh, Stephen, uh, God uh, be stoned. Uh, to death without any trial, without any court. And they just decided they cannot hear Stephen anymore, the masses. I mean, it's so, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be bring the truth to them, but they, since they rejected the truth, so they rejected the messenger of God, meaning Stephen, a part of their community, but they just decided to stone Stephen to death. And basically they murder. Why? Because there was no court. There was no uh, conviction in the court case, including both religious court case or the Roman court. Therefore, they murder Stephen. And here, the one who uh, approved this is Saul, and later we know as Paul. And Saul approved this execution. Uh, usually, they need to have some sort of, um, you know, uh, authority from the Roman court in order to bring capital punishment to someone. But it looked like at this time, Saul has enough power and authority, and he kind of, you know, agree for the religious community to execute Stephen. And so here we see this. And there arose uh, on the, uh, that, the, the, that day, there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. Uh, the Bible just make it simple, great persecution, extra uh, historical, um, you know, materials uh, that kind of give us a little bit more kind of a, a vivid, um, you know, illustration or even evidence of at that time the Christian community being greatly persecuted. And some of documentary or every movie make about this that usually, I mean, the, the, the kind of the most nastiest uh, persecution form it, they will, I will mention that already last week. They put um, uh, Christian uh, into the uh, Colosseum where they're gladiators that fight, you know, slave. They want to be free. They want to kill each other. And the Caesar, you see the movie, thumbs up, thumb down, finish him or let him live. Depends how. And also they release the beast, usually lion, wolf, bear, so that they can play. And that part of that is called a live entertainment. And they usually take Christian uh, put the, you know, kind of a, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the um, kerosene or petrol 
uh, gasoline, put them light the fire so that the, you know, and one of a guy named Nero, uh, his, his name is Burning, uh, and, and, and he burned, I mean, later on he got crazy, and God made him crazy, he burned the whole uh, city. Uh, but they, they use Christian to burn light up their night show. Think about this. Great persecution. Not just something like, you know, like some of my uh, friends over in the um, well-developed con- well country, sometimes they cannot have the parking lot. They think that it's persecution already, you know. And it's serious, yeah. And, and, you know, and some of us here, you know, land in Vietnam, you think that the paperwork, the bureaucracy, the corruption, all of that, you think that, well, I'm greatly persecuted. You know, I can have my visa, I can have that. Think about this. Think about the first century. Nothing compared. Nothing compared with the first century. I mean, they have persecution in the Old Testament. It's been nastier, but here, somewhat consider civilization, right? Romans, uh, emperor, Roman government, because most of the so-called inventions, scientific inventions, so on, during the time of Greek civilization and Roman, you know, they, there's a term called Pax Romana, meaning a peace because it's, it's so prosperity. Uh, a lot of things that Romans invention is still, you know, uh, is used for today. But think about in this in this consider, you know, a modern uh, city at that time is so, uh, you know, is animal like behavior. They can murder and kill Christian human being in the daylight. In the daylight, because they powerful. They can put that. They can they can equate. Christianity or cr- those who follow Christ as animal. They can kill animal, so they can kill Christian. Just let that sink in a little bit. So the Bible here said arose on that day because after saw approval of the murder of Stephen, meaning that other people under him or other community will see that as a license to kill Christian as a license to murder and persecute Christian. Because Paul, in his, at that time, certain authority that already made an example, a precedent. So they don't need court trial anymore. You have to distinguish here with the time of Jesus. They dare not do that to Jesus because Jesus, they still view him as a rabbi, as the, the, the Pharisee. Uh, teaching the teacher of the law, respect him to a certain way. So, but they still, the only thing that they put him to the court is blasphemy. And that's his false accusation. But anyway, they hand it over to the Roman. And, and the scene of, of Jesus' crucifixion is, is ironically and very interesting and painful because the Roman want to release Jesus but not the very people that he came to save, the Jewish community. And this is why they cannot tolerate and then cannot take it. They cannot stomach the message of Stephen because point the finger back to them. Because they, instead of they on their knee and repent and receive Jesus, they decided to put Stephen to death, God messenger. Today, we like the idea that we are the ambassador of Christ and messenger of Christ. I mean, we like theoretically in our mind. But have we been ready to see something like this? I don't know, but in the m- Middle East, our brother and sister, they face something similar. 
you know, with uh, in about 10 years ago, there's a great news about, you know, the, the Christian uh, Egyptian uh, beheaded. And uh, some of the recording or even the, the video, they, they cry out almost like Stephen, you know, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. It's very graphic. And of course, all the, uh, uh, all the online, they remove that graphic, you know, but kind of behave, cut the head and they're still crying out, you know, the Lord that forgive them for they do not. And then a year after that, uh, there was one guy from, you know, uh, from that group that kind of, you know, changed, converted to Christianity, believed in Jesus Christ, because they cannot understand why somebody like that can forgive them and then pray for them. It's unthinkable in any kind of a human logic. Persecution will put human logic to the end. There will be no question, there, w- there will be no answer for the logical question why it happened. It happened because that God allowed it to happen. In fact, Jesus foretold that in the gospel. The disciples at that time think that, no, they, 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 they didn't understand because, I mean, they received Jesus as the Messiah, meaning king, the coming king. And they, that's why they, they sang Hosanna, Hosanna, they come to Jerusalem because they thought that Jesus is going to be enthroned. All their mind thinking about political leaders because they just want the land back from the Romans. And so they cry out, Jesus be my king, Hosanna, Hosanna, or then end up he die. So that's why they scatter and they disappointed and they fear and they lost hope. Even today, many of us being Christian, living in certain country, some of you have more hope in the political leaders than really Jesus. And sometimes got disappointed, get angry, got frustrated because your party didn't win. And I think that is, that is something the same disciple, that's before crucifixion. That's before resurrection. That's before ascension. That's before the endowment of the Holy Spirit. So the book of Acts here at this juncture is the watershed moment where you see all the things that Jesus said will come into playing out, unfold. And that's the form and the birth of the, of the church. The church is only the form and the, the birth of the book of Acts, just in case you didn't know. Some of you thought, oh, the church in the Old Testament. No, that's we have temple. We have tabernacle. We have temple. And then the temple destroyed. Then there will be a second attempt to build the second temple. And there will come the time of Jesus. Then he said he himself that I will destroy the temple. To those who hear that, it's just a very an insult and, and, and offended. Because we took our ancestor a thousand of years to rebuild it. And now Jesus, you told us that you destroy in three days. But he mentioned about his body. And that's why... Uh, later in this 80, 70 plus that, you know, the, the, the temple will be destroyed and desegregated. Mean that you won't be able to come there to worship anymore for the Jewish community. And so they still have synagogue at that time. So by the time of, of the New Testament, we still have synagogue. So they mingle together, they consider God. And Jesus preached in the synagogue. But now, right at this moment, as Saul that came in and tried to kill people, and they, beginning to, they began at that time meeting home to home. So, in fact, it's a home church at that time. That we'll continue to read. And um, devout men, uh, here, here's, uh, they, they, they great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered. Being talk about disciples, and they all kind of scattered, run in different, you know, alley and pocket and nearby, I mean, hiding. 
I mean, think about this. They, they, they burn Christian alive. I mean, think about this. It's just like someone come here and drag a few of you out and burn alive the next day. Put them in prison. Will you still come next Sunday? I don't think so. Even the COVID that scared many of you already. And then you argue about vaccine or no vaccination. If you read the Bible, you don't have that kind of argument anymore. Really. And they go on the street, oh, vaccine or unvaccinated or so on. I mean, if you burn your life, whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, you're still dying, you know. Whether die of virus or disease, almost the same. I mean, think about this. If your Roman asks you, if you want to stay in the city, I will vaccinate you. Will you stay? I think, I think that disciples say, so, you know, no problem. Because my God will protect me, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated. But, you know, even burn alive, I'm still mingled there. For sure. So they scatter a bit. But then the apostle, why the apostle accept the apostle? Because at this stage, they think that the apostle that need to be based in Jerusalem for a while to give a little bit of encouragement and stability to the churches. Because if the apostle can also, you know, flat, and there, there will be no, um, no group that really uh, they can bring out the gospel. Think about this. Uh, you know, the country, but you're in a country, the country are at war or certain thing. Some of you that the, the corporate, they have a protocol that, you know, you have to go back, that you run to unless, you know, you go to the airport and straight away you fly out. Uh, if you are a SEAL, right? And then you will leave behind somebody to get the admin and stuff and someone and go. That's how the corporate function in a way, top down. And Jesus, indifferent, because he already told that, that, you know, I'm the lowest of lowest of a servant, that you come to my door, I will wash your disciple feet. And the apostle here that, you know, and uh, many times the, the Bible said that you want to be great among you will be the least, you know, in your serving, the servant. And so the apostle has to stay in the city to serve the city because they're not going to run. And imagine if you're in a country that they have a coup d'etat. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you try your best to get a country, whether by, by, by air or by land. That's what happened. But throughout history, throughout history, proven without fail, those who really feel called for the, the works of the Lord, including missionary or that, they will stay put to until they form a good group and the people who spread the gospel because the gospel don't need the license to be spread. Because it's going to be from Jesus and it's spread underground. And this is what happened in, the, in this time of the book of Acts. They're not running away because they're happy to be persecuted. But as long as they continue to preach the gospel. Because at that time, not many people know Jesus and, and, and the word of God and the gospel yet. So they are the carrier of the gospel. Because if they run. Probably Jerusalem is not having enough Christian that will not fulfill the, the, the book of Acts in chapter 1 that in you know, the beginning in Jerusalem, you will spread out to Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. As we read this one, we are looking back. We're thankful that we stay put and they, they, they create a good base and ground there for, we can say a big word for evangelize the world to evangelism. I tell you what, if you and I do not live out in this world to evangelize the world, we will be evangelized by the world with their gospel and their doctrine. So you and I need to know the word of God in order to share the word of God. We don't want to share it wrongly. We want to share it correctly. That's why we need to read the word of God. 
And so this time, I see that Stephen, imagine the picture that Stephen was dragged out of the, uh, the uh, outside of the, the gate of Jerusalem. You've been to Israel, you see there's a kind of a Jerusalem center. They have a gate, different gate, kind of east, west, north. And they cannot have somebody killed inside that one because it's going to be sacred, the whole thing. So they bring the people out. They stone to death. That's why they crucify Jesus in the hill of Golgotha. So the poor Stephen now, they stone to death on the spot. Public punishment, public humiliation and punishment. And then they don't even bother to get him a proper burial because uh, they view him as criminal. Now, in, in the time of Pilate uh, at, at, at uh, Jesus, probably the family will get the proper burial for, for the two other two thieves. And of course, the God used the, um, uh, uh, one of the guys who give his uh, tomb as kind of, a, kind of a royal priesthood. Uh, Joseph, yes, Joseph of Arithma, yeah. And then uh, give him a kind of a nice fancy tomb made of stone because common people only bury it with dirt. <laughs> this is a proper nice tomb. And of course, uh, you know, uh, not necessary because Jesus is going to rose again. But uh, anyway, she was uh, buried as, as a royal priesthood. And that's also a very interesting uh, picture linked to the book of Hebrew. That's why he got a high priest and a royal priesthood. And because he got a proper burial. So he is Stephen was not have a proper burial. So only devout men. Why devout men? Because at that time, you think about, you know, somebody got stoned and you come up and pick up the body on the corpse and bury. You must be either relatives or a very good friend. They are afraid of guilty by association. Think about this. Somebody got killed by a gang because they involved in drug trafficking. And then you see that gangster there. You pick up the body and try to bury. The question the community will ask you, is there any connection, relationship you have with that person? You say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm just doing mercy ministry. No. No. Seriously, you have to have some connection. That's why the Bible says devout men. Because the men of ordinary, they already fled. They fled. They run for their life already. They even think none of their business. Really, not relative. It's just a brother and sister in the community under persecution. Think about that. Look around. I don't know some of you here biological and have family here. But really, I look around and look around. We are not biologically, you know, connected. Why do we need to care for each other? We don't care for our own biological family. We don't even have time for that. But we are here as an expat. Why do we care? Because the very thing that we believe, that Jesus Christ, the gospel, we are here because we saved by the gospel. We're not saved by the social charity program. We're not saved by the economic development. We are not saved by the self-help program and self-help seminar. We're not saved here because of we have a good career. Our soul we're not saved because we have some kind of a, a very uh, you know a highly educated. Paul, a soul at that time probably he got PhD. And then he persecuted, and he never met Christ because he's a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He's teaching in the school, uh, and he didn't know Jesus. He not got saved. He not got saved by his education. He got saved because that he later on he gonna witness and encounter Jesus personally in chapter nine. But here, devout man buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him, meaning that they crying for weeks. Maybe if they follow the Old Testament, 
condition could be weeks, could be months. And that's usually a good time for, you know, a, a time of process of bereavement. Uh, and sometimes if somebody, you know, got family die and, you know, next week you say that you're okay, I know it's usually just coping mechanism. It will take them years and months to process. And that's, you have to be real with somebody who got somebody lost. And this is right in their face. Is this a killing? Not even a, just a normal cause of death. This is a murder. Think about Stephen as your brother. You will hate the Roman to the next 10 generations. <laughs> you will write in your family tree that your brother will be killed by this government. Think about this government. If not your government. Okay? If your government kill your brother like this, will you forgive them? Like Stephen. Because if you don't, you have not come to a full sense understanding of the gospel. And you are not ready to live a Christ-centered, gospel-centered Christian life. It's okay to admit that I just want to go to church and live my life alone and peace. I don't want anything to do with the mission of God, the gospel of God. I just want to get the business okay, put to the table, live a peaceful life, and then I will go to heaven. And the rest, uh, I don't have time and don't really care. Devout man, very Stephen, lamented over him. But Saul, Saul, was ravaging the church. The word here is very strong, almost like um, a wild beast going to door to door just to slam and kill, you know, like a, a lion. You know, picture a lion have a just, just tear the human body apart. Because that kind of the picture is bloody. Right? They're not going there and, do, you know, do a suffocation and make people die. So they, they just probably knife and kill and cut because they have a license already, remember. Picture this. They have a license already to do that. And so himself, partner, go, that, hey, guy, go to this Christian home. Pull them out. Pull them out. Hit them. Burn them. Chop them. Do whatever you want. I authorize it. Think about that. Entering house after house. Why, why Saul know? Well, because they know that those who run away will meet at home. They cannot meet in the public square. They cannot rent any place. <laughs> no one there to give them a, a rental contract. But they have to meet at home. Most of the position in our modern time, they always meet at home underground in the, in the mountain. Under the, during that time, they have a system called the underground called catacomb. Right? They still have some places that say, I'm evident, archaeological evidence. The meeting underground is catacomb. It connects to the sewage and they can run and can have water and so on. And they still do that you know, during that time. In the Middle East and the other places, they meet home at home. And but those who kind of report it, we wreck them out. And will persecute them. And here, enter Saul himself. Of course, he has a sister. He has a team. He has a gang. He bring them out. Drag men and women. They don't spare women. They don't spare women. And committed them to prison. I mean, they don't kill them. They put them in prison without any cause. Without any charges. Picture that. I want you to read both acts. Just picture that. 
so that you can imagine all your frustration, all your fear, all of your anger, all of the thing that is in, you know, pale in comparison to this. Think about the, mo- the, 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 the moment that you have the, the most hardship in your life. Think about that. Is there anything compared to this? No? I just think of myself that the, the, the I, I mean, I told you some of the story that after the war ended in uh, 75 in Vietnam in the late 80s, you know, um, and uh, our, our dad cooked the rice with his, you know, he burning his books because he's just an educator. He had books at home. He gets energy crisis to so cook that. And our toothpaste made out of salt and, uh, and, and ashes from the, uh, of the books burned. And that is still a good recipe for today, <laughs> charcoal. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and uh, the reason I can have this height because I was fed by a, a milk powder from a GI camp, American-based camp, because they cannot read English, so they throw treat on out, so they sell for the animals, for pigs or so on. So my dad picked up and read English, and that's I, basically my daily product is GI, GI milk. Right, so thanks to the GI <laughs> American. So because of my generation, I'm, I'm quite high, quite tall, uh, because all of them is, is not enough food. Uh, mal- malnutrition is is common, um, and uh, my my mom grow bean sprout, bean sprout at home, using the green bean and put it home, uh, because high protein and you know we we sustain with the soya sauce made out of of uh, of, uh, of bones. So my dad uh, he 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 kind of a chemist, kind of a chemist. He make his soya at home. He burn the 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 bones and chop it and then make them some soya sauce. At that time we don't have a f- fish sauce yet. Because fish was considered expensive. Not expensive. I still in food work. So those in the Mekong Delta is quite, you know, they, 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 they are good, you know, for nutrition. They have fish oil, they have fish and other things. So that's why there will be the, the movement from the north to the south. Um, after the Japanese burned the rice, um, uh, you know, the, the rice storage, and a lot of people, about one or two million uh, die, they're crawling down to the south for food. Because the, food, the, the Mekong Delta is, you know, a rice hub. And 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 uh, that's the kind of worst thing that I kind of recall. But as my memory served me well, then the only thing that I remember eating rice with, you know, um, with um, soya or fried egg and tomatoes. And I made myself, uh, you know, and uh, everything we have to make salty. Why? Because no, there's no fridge, so we can keep it for weeks and months. And it's so salty that you need to eat, eat a lot of rice so that you consume, not consume a lot of meat. Uh, to save, that's the way that the mother, that to, to have uh, many children or grandmother, so that you can eat, you know, one s- teaspoon of meat, mint salty, so you can eat three bowls of rice and you're full already. Um, that's, that's the hardest I can remember, but nothing like this. Nothing like drag you out, put into prison. But during that time, I know someone was put into prison because sharing the gospel. Actually, that pastor, in Vietnamese pastor, and then uh, he he sang and worshipped, you know, the Lord in the, in the prison, and um, a few days, and after that, he heard somebody also singing a worship song <laughs> in the next cells, and he kind of wonder, he begin to listen and see what the voice is familiar, and then after they changed, he he found out his wife also got in prison because also sharing the gospel. This is talk about Vietnam now. Moving to Vietnam. And then so they, w- they worshiped there and they sang songs. 
And then as their story uh, unfolds later, you got, you got many of the, the inmates and, you know, and prisoners got saved after they released. Because it's again, uh, they got charged by what? Um, you uh, upset social unrest or whatever the charge they want to bring. Uh, so they have to release that because they're not criminal, right? Uh, and uh, they keep sharing the gospel. And they, they focus in the area of the minority. Uh, which is a very sensitive in Vietnam, the central minority. And they continue to do the work of God until now. Uh, and they're faithful. So the gospel that arrived to our, the book, the Bible, and our life, costly, bloodily. So even though English, you have many different translations you can choose. But, you know, there are community uh, group that they don't even have the full Bible yet just the New Testament in their own tongue. So the, the work of translation of the Bible is still going on around the world because they, they believe, they're convinced that the local people must read the Word of God in their mother tongue. Regardless how good their language is or even English become a global language, they need to, they need to get that, that mother tongue into their heart so that they communicate and share with the community. Imagine that only one or two persons good English, how they can share with the other community. They, they, are they going to force them to learn English again? Uh, that will be not the way of the gospel. That's why some groups believe that the, the Bible needs to be translated into a local uh, dialect so that the community can learn. So they don't need to learn a foreign language in order to be saved. That, that's, I give you a big picture of that. So they need to get saved by the word of God in their own languages. Oh, of course, this time they still... Uh, uh, those the elite will uh, read and write and speak. They can speak, uh, read and write Koinic Greek, and a lot of them can speak Aramaic at this time. And they wrecked them, committed them to prison. Now, verse 4. Those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Usually, this not should be in the same sentence. Those who run away will find their secure place and going to do agriculture, do their business as usual and try to keep their mouth shut and try to be quiet about it and try to become a secret Christian and try to become a kind of a James Bond style Christian, you know, with an episodage, uh, with some kind of agenda. You have to write in code, you know, see for Christ and all of that. No, they went out and preaching the word, meaning in the public at home. They're not scared. Why do they scared? Because they have the gospel of life. Because sometimes we are scared because we think the gospel of Jesus Christ is not life in itself. We try so hard to find life somewhere else. Because the gospel is just like, you know, you read, you say, Lord prayer, you got saved. Okay, that's the gospel for someone else, not for me anymore. No, no, no. The gospel is for our dear life. Forgiveness, repentance, salvation, sanctification that come out of that gospel. And that Jesus foretold in Matthew, foretold about the persecution. You know, you go home and read Matthew 10 and you will see that, that Jesus, you know, kind of foretold that. And, and, and uh, uh, I just read a, a couple uh, verses for, for, for you here. Um, that position will come in verse 16 onward. You can read that. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolf. I mean, think of it. It's Jesus. Are you, are you rash? 
rational because how can the sheep fight with the wolf? Why don't send us as wolf? You know? Send us as wolf so we can eat the sheep. But wolf to, to the, the sheep to amidst the wolf. So be wise as serpent, innocent as dove. It's kind of also paradoxical. You want to be wise as a serpent. This is a metaphor, right? You want to be innocent as dove. How can, how, how can that be? How can, how can a Christian be wise as serpent and innocent as dove? But that's the way that, that Christ sending his people out. And you will see this, beware of men, for they will deliver you over the court, flock you in their synagogue. And that's what happened in the book of Acts. And you will be dragged before the governor. And know what happened? And kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. So here's the Jewish community. Jesus foretold in the gospel, and they, 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 they didn't get it at the time. Even we read it. I mean, didn't get it. Are you sure? Because it's not going to happen to us. I say, this is outdated. No, it's happened. It happened. So that they know that Jesus foretold them. So when they deliver you over, do not be anxious of how you're going to speak, but what you're to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. So it's like the Holy Spirit kind of give you the word to respond to the governor, to respond to the, you know, those who persecute you. And it happened all the time throughout church history. In our church, there was someone trying to share the gospel in, I mean, years ago in the, in the, uh, in the Highland and, uh, uh, you know, got, a, got arrested, uh, wanted to deport it, uh, you know, a week later and, and, uh, and was so scared uh, and uh, the, 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 the person was so scared. And then, uh, but uh, before the governor, before the authority, he would just have to say what it is. And just say that, you know, I'm just here to share the good news and, you know, I'm here. The thing is that they, he, uh, you know, he, of course he said, okay, you're free to, uh, to, to uh, mention, you know, a pastor at that time. Uh, but you cannot say that you work for the church. Because a lot of people at that time, missionary, they go to church like, you know, uh, maybe Christa type go to this church once, you know, every, every two times a year, Christmas and Easter and they, if they got arrested, they got some trouble, they always say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm with this church. So this church always got on the blacklist and, the, you know, kind of, uh, of, of, of the under the eyes of the government. Because that everybody, the expat, the whole community, when we have trouble, they say, oh, with the church. But well, sometimes we never saw them. They just come to church one or twice and disappear. And they do their own thing. And they always say, oh, I belong to this church. Not exactly. And I tell you, like, even though you come up for a year, if you don't know me, I don't know you really. What you, do, what you are doing, I don't really know. Only that you become a team, then I get to know you a little bit better. So for that note, before I forget, if you've been here for about over three months or six months, you plan longer, if you are guys, I owe you a cup of coffee because I want to sit down and talk to you. At least I get to know you and you get to know me. You know, we are here walking the light. We're not here for a James Bond mission, mission impossible, MI, MI6, whatever. I don't know how you view it, but you know, that's not in the Bible. There's no MI6 in the Bible. You know, if you, if you share the good news, you share the good news. You got, you, got, you got arrested, you got arrested. And what are you going to say? You're going to say that I proclaim. At that time, proclaim the way. The way means Christ. I proclaim the way. I am follow the way. Mean the Christ. They know that. And, and so, uh, so here, they see this. They proclaim. They're preaching the word. Verse 5, Philip went down to the city of Samaria. So, so now from Jerusalem, they went to the near, nearby. Not very far. A couple hours drive, and then see the Samaria proclaim to them the Christ. So why the connect? They connect preaching the word 
they miss the point of Stephen's message. They don't see connection between, you know, the prophecy about Christ and Jesus. And so they kill them, him. And so they feel condemned, of, uh, 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 you know, guilty. Oh, I killed the Messiah. And they don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. But Christ invite them to admit it. Because even the disciple betrayed you know, Judas and Peter. So the point is when your sin and I expose, we need to repent, not to run away, not to blame others. We need to repent and we come down. So they continue to proclaim the word and preach Christ. It has to be Christ. Because it's someone you share the news. And I, it just amazes me. Sometimes people share the whole, uh, they, they share the good news, not the word of Jesus and Christ mentioned. It just you go sometime online, you say, oh, you talk about God, all of this, and then not even mention about Jesus Christ. Because yeah, I tell you why. Other religion can believe in God. The God of very elusive, some name there, even in Vietnam, in the agriculture context, they will believe in the agriculture God that blessed me with the rain, the sun, and so my harvest will be good. So, so almost like, if you give money to someone, everybody believe God. If you believe God, I give you money. They really believe God. But it comes down to the point, if they don't believe in Jesus, there's something wrong. They don't understand the gospel. Including other, other you know, religions like Islam. Oh, you tell them, believe God. Oh, they absolutely believe in God, you know, stronger than you. <laughs> but you talk about Jesus? No, that's a different story. So if you really want to share the gospel, you have to present Jesus Christ and point them back to the Savior. Because otherwise, they will find other Savior in their life. As some of you, you need to examine your life. Is there another Savior in your life? Where your career path, where your love, where your obsession with certain things, you don't put Christ first. That means you have another gospel. So, and the crowd with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. In one accord, listen to that. And then what? For, uh, and the listen to Philip, was being said by Philip. When they heard him, they saw sign that he did. So it seemed like in the first century, when the people preached the word of God, the sign accompanied, as the gospel already mentioned in the book of Mark, that, you know, as the sign will follow believers. Believers should not and should never seek sign. The sign will follow believer. You preach the word, you share the word, you live by faith, sign will follow after you. You don't need to go, oh, today we see the star, let's run, right? Oh, today happened in South America, I booked a flight there for the rally. Oh, there's a, you know, something event there. It's it, the, the, called eventful Christian, meaning that they only follow event and not follow Christ. Christ must be in your life and you live it out and then signs and wonder will follow. And that will happen in the book of Acts. For unclean spirit crying out, this is the devil, the, the demons, unclean spirit crying out with a loud voice came out. Many who had them, I mean that a lot of people got demon possessed. Many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So they see miracles right in front of their eyes. You know, from time to time in our church, we heard miracles and miracles. Sometimes just simple as a prayer. Sometimes people step out in faith and pray. And not like, uh, I'm not sure it's going to pray, going to heal, you know. If, if you have that doubt, don't pray. If you really have been convicted and pray for someone, you will see the miracle and sign and wonder will follow. And you have to believe in the Word of God. Because if you don't, then no point of praying. Because that's religious and religious, religiosity, right? Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's, it's, it's going to suffocate you and not really give you life. Only the relationship with Jesus Christ that gives you life. And here verse 8, I want to conclude with verse 8. So there were much joy in that city. This is a beautiful, and for this portion, conclusion. Like, under great persecution, preach the gospel where they were scattered, connect the word of God to Christ, witness, they don't manufacture sign wonder, they witness themselves, the miracle and sign wonder. And you never know. Sometimes you share a simple word of God. Somebody just like, today I receive it. I came out of my addiction. I used to be once a smoker. Now I'm stopping. I used to be a, a porn addiction. Now I'm come alive. I used to be, you know, a domestic, you know, a violent husband. And now I got saved and that I don't want to do that anymore. I used to be a liar. But now I want to tell the truth. I hate my own lies. How that going to happen? The gospel, the word of God, and you yourself and I will witness miracles and signs. Economic development and business can give people a temporal happiness by having a nicer meal, a nicer clothes, a better home, a cleaner water. Um, a, a cleaner air, hopefully through some project, a cleaner air. But no of that project can really save souls. Think about that. So when we really pray for the sick, I usually pray for the soul rather than the body. Yes, somebody can be healed for cancer. Somebody can be healed for that. Yes, good. But their life is still remain within 120 years. And that is a fraction, a tiny fraction of eternity. It's more important for someone to know Jesus and save his soul. And so Jesus, in the same passage of chapter, the same chapter, he said that do not fear what? Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. I mean, imagine, you can put you in jail, but cannot kill the soul. Some of the people I know put in jail, they cannot kill the soul. They cannot, you shut them out unless they put a gap in their, their, their mouth and they cannot sing. But they still can sing in the spirit, you know. And the people can, must be, you know, they, they, what I'm trying to say, no form of oppression in the world can stop a genuine believer, Christ follower, preaching the word of God. But they can stop many people who just go to church, just go to motion, and religious people. No transformed life. They can stop immediately. If persecution from the door next Sunday, and it came to our church, 2006, 2006, and on the in the front of Windsor Plaza, uh, Pastor Eric Tam, uh, a few other elders, and myself, they passed by and said, "No more church today because the hotel canceled the contract. No more meeting place, and you know, give out the net, uh, the, the the net symbol of the light net. We go to the light net." And some of them really just like, oh, today close. Uh, you know any others uh, church that we can go to? They have no connection. All they think is another church to go to. Like today, this restaurant close. We go to another restaurant. Consumer consumerism is big time in Christendom today. People just want to consume. 
and not belong and not serving. Other people will happy to go somewhere else because today we close. The pastor there, we were crying, and then we bring, you know, there's some, you know, we stuck. So we spread out and about about twelve, about twelve small group like net. And uh, the the 2008 economic crisis in the region, so a lot of expat left. And it's uh, so because all the small group leading by expats, so 12 to 10 to 8 to 6, 7, 4, 3, and then about 3, about 3 for a few years. One Vietnamese that I, uh, the pastor appointed me, so I let in a small apartment in D1. Uh, the room can only contain 30. At that time, we have hundreds. So I have to di- I, I did three services, 30, 30 to each. And I still have running my own business. At that time, I'm not a pastor. I'm just serving alongside with Pastor Eric. It's just like some of you are serving here. Because persecution cannot and will not be able to stop a true believer of a gospel carrier. Because at that time, as Pastor Eric told me, I remember, that you better go home now, otherwise you got involved. I don't know what is my stake here. Maybe I got arrested the next day. Maybe I got deported the next day. So you better go home. Your life is here. I say, no, I'm here. They can deport a foreigner, but they cannot deport a Vietnamese. You know, I can be in jail. Yeah. Unless they renounce my citizenship, then I go somewhere else. But they cannot deport a Vietnamese, a local. That's why the gospel needs to be reached out and spread in the local community. From that time, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Uh, the, the Jewish can be a foreign to Samaria and the neighboring country. So you are here as a foreigner. Use your time here wisely for the kingdom of God. Not sheepishly like you fear, oh, shall I share the gospel in the communist country? You can't. It's your personal belief. It's your personal expression. It's not, it's not any agenda. It's not any group. You and Christ, you can share. People will, will touch and you'll witness signs and miracles. You witness. Some of you, sometimes you've been going to church all your life, 20, 30 years. It's kind of boring, kind of dead spiritually, and you never saw any kind of excitement in terms of sharing good news. So I want the last question for you, the last question, the last slide. There must joy in this city. This city, Ho Chi Minh City, are you have joy in the midst of suffering? You know, are proclaiming the gospel? Are you united? In Christ, obedience to the word, witness miracle. Are, are, are you seeing this? Are you seeing frustration, suffering, complain? Why my job is this? Why the weather is so hot? I understand your you know feeling, but you know think about the heat they burn you with kerosene oil to you know to make the night entertainment alive. How about that? Nothing compared with the heat here. Raining, muddy, the God is government. And you think about your own country as well. You know, why my government is this? Why they don't build this? Why they don't do that? You think about persecution, you will worship the Lord. You will proclaim the good news. You will be united with those who are suffering. You will be, you will be obedient to the word. And you will witness miracle in your own personal life as well as the lives of others. And that's so much joy. 
I can tell you, money can buy you business. Uh, can, money can buy you happiness. Money can buy you happiness. Easy. But joy, money cannot buy because it's just sustainable joy, eternal joy, joy that lasts, not just temporal. And only way that Christian Christ followers can experience the joy of Christ if they go to the path of Christ, the gospel of Christ. Suffering, persecution, in the midst of that, they proclaim the good news. That's why you see joy in the person. Even they got burned alive, crucified like Jesus, or like Peter, or like Paul, beheaded, or in some tradition have Paul beheaded, and John the Baptist, all of that. Joy in both heaven and on earth. Of course, we cry for them. We lament for Stephen. That's what they did. But the end of that past joy, they don't complain. Why it was just an animal Roman government? It's just a, 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 a you know, it, it's just a terrible country. We can go to different place, you know. I'm gonna go to a different country and gonna attack Roman, you know, with just a, a, a crazy animalistic and cannibalistic. You know, don't you see that? You see joy right after Stephen's death. How is that possible, logically speaking? The answer will be. The gospel, the good news. Amen? That's just a five-minute reflection for us. Does sharing the gospel bring persecution or joy or both to your life? Personally. This, this question is for you. And be honest. If it doesn't, today is the day that you can start. <laughs> If you want assignment in your life, start to share the gospel. You will see persecution come right in your office, right in your family. Just in case, that you, I want to share with this so you can pray. You know, the, the Lord brought the Vietnamese to our Vietnamese congregation. They believe, they change, they begin, but they face persecution firsthand, their family. Oh, why are you, you going to abandon our ancestor? Are you going to abandon our worship ancestor? Are you going to do this? Uh, you know, uh, and then some of them, the fear of losing their parents, they abandon Christ's faith. They return to their roots. Happen all the time right in front of our eyes. Some of them say, you follow Christ, you want to be baptized, I will cut your salary. I will cut you because you're a student. I will cut you, not allowed to go to... And then some of them say, I will work. I will work. I will respect mom. I will work. I will go to work. And then I will, you know, try to, uh, I still believe, I go, go for water baptism. Right in front of you, right in our church. They face position day by day, even from their own family. Pray for them. You will come from, from the different part of the world. Maybe that is not, not you know, new to you, shock to you, but that's even part of Asia. Some of you come from Africa. That's also happened. Some people that who have the root that link with the you know, Islam, Muslim country, you, know, you have faced the same thing. Nothing new under the sun. It happened in the first century. It still happening now in our century. Let us just spend some time. And that's really honest. Just sharing the gospel bring you joy and persecution sometime at the same time. Be honest with the Lord.
Lord Jesus. When we read the word in the book of Acts here, we know that even though we understand that it was written perhaps on the animal skin of papyrus by the pen of those who follow you. Maybe they were in, in jail under the catacomb They're on the run. They recorded the word of you. And that's why we have the Bible here. We have this scripture. Sometimes with their tears and the blood spilling around them and yet they pen these words. Not for us to be scared but for us to stand up in our faith and our faith be strengthened because no one can stop the good news of Jesus Christ because the gospel of life giving and life transforming. And Lord, we hear very short passages that they both scatter, they scatter and preaching the word at the same time, sharing the good news, proclaim the good news, connecting the Christ that the people that just persecuted them just perhaps maybe less than a year, all the memory they had about the crucifixion is still fresh to them. And at the same time, the memory and the evidence of a tangible resurrection bodily, they saw that, they witnessed that, they heard the news, they saw the miracle and sign. At the same time, people from different neighboring countries, they came to Jerusalem in the book of Acts chapter 1, they saw the endowment of the Holy Spirit and all of them were amazed and wonder and they scattered out. And the little did they know that position will come uh, so soon. And they scattered. Some of them lost a family, loved one. And yet, they did not drop the ball. They did not drop their mission of being a gospel carrier. We are thankful for them, for those who have faith and stand in faith so that someone share the gospel with us because they need to have faith to share that. At the same time, we need faith to share the gospel with someone. Even that is cost us a job, a life. Lord, we're so much encouraged to see that the end of this passage, this, this portion of chapter uh, verse 8, there's so much joy in the city. The city of seeing people got saved. The joy of seeing people really got healed. That's the, that's the joy that seems like no one can drop, take away from us. Any other form of happiness, usually with human center, self-center, would be taken away easily. If our joy comes from the job, the job would be gone and no more joy. If our joy comes from other form, it will be gone. But if our joy comes from the Lord, the joy of the Lord will be our strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Uh, we are a welcoming church, and if you're here for the first time, I would like to welcome you. Uh, so please... Uh, I request you, if you're here for the first time, stand up, tell your name and the country you're from. My name is Diego. I'm from India. And my job brings me here. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by these messages. Join us next time 
and do press the follow button on our profile page to keep up to date with the latest messages. God bless you! Thank you.